Hello, and welcome to Healing Through Words. And I am Sandra D, a therapist, survivor of domestic violence, and your host. Healing Through Words is a weekly Christian forum to address abuse and domestic violence. It is created to edify those who went through abuse, affected by abuse, or know someone going through abuse and domestic violence. It is also to inspire the brokenhearted, to remind them that God wants to make them whole. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your journey to healing. On our last podcast, we discuss relationships and healthy boundaries. This week, we will focus on hope and support systems. Hope is defined as wanting something to happen. In an abusive relationship, we have many definitions for hope. We hope the abuse will stop. We hope we will wake up in the morning. We hope no one will find out how I really got this black eye. We hope children's services do not take our children. We hope a shelter is available. We hope our family will accept us back. We hope we are not judged. And we hope we could find love again. These thoughts that grow through our mind seem dark and hopeless. But how do we find hope in darkness? We start with self-love. In a previous podcast, we define self-love as loving and taking care of ourselves physically, psychologically, and spiritually. It is also loving ourselves enough to allow hope to be our light and motivation. Let's start with the word light. It's hard to see light when you live in darkness because the darkness seems to hide everything that is good. Darkness makes it hard to remember the old you, the pre-domestic violence you, the you that used to enjoy dressing up and going out with friends, the you that laughed more than you cried, the you that found serving others as a gift and a joy and not a chore filled with sorrow, the you that had dreams and made dreams come true. Motivation is another step in creating hope. Motivation is having a strong desire to do well or succeed. Motivation is your driving force. Can you think of what motivated you pre-domestic violence? Can I ask what is motivating you now? What is motivating you to remain in your current relationship? And what motivations are needed to help you leave? Often we as the abused do not have motivations or move forward because of our diminished hope. But how do we rekindle or rebuild that hope? It took me a long time to find hope. It took me over 20 years. 
People might ask, why did it take you so long? Remember, hope is wanting something to happen. My dilemma was I wanted something to happen, but I didn't know what I wanted. I wanted to be happy and love, but didn't understand the meaning of neither. You see, before my mother died, I was happy. Even though I was five years old, I never recalled an unhappy moment. When she died, I was no longer happy. I did not have hope or motivation because the home I grew up in did not foster hope or happiness. It was just the opposite, gloom and despair, and my hope lied in survival and not in dreams. As a child, my hope was to get out my grandmother's home to escape the abuse. As an adult, my only hope was to find the love I lost when my mother died. It was two deaths when my mother died. It was the death of my mother and the death of my father. My father was withdrawn and grieved for my mother for many years. I didn't know what it was called when I was a child. As an adult, I now understand it as being depressed. Hope seemed distant and far-fetched until I stopped. Yes, I stopped everything. I stopped to think what I wanted and what that looked like. I began to picture myself out of my abusive marriage. Once I accomplished that by leaving my husband, I said, now what? So I cried, read the Bible, and regrouped. In the Bible, I read the story about a Samaritan woman Jesus met at the well. She didn't have a name because the name wasn't important. However, what she lacked was important. The woman Jesus met at the well lacked hope. She wanted more than she currently had, but didn't know how to get it or where to find it. This woman had been with multiple men looking for what she lacked. She never found what she needed. And Jesus brought that to her attention. He recited her past relationships of giving her body to men to meet a deep and needed longing. She went from one destructive relationship to another, a pattern that seemed hopeless to change. And truth be told, she was helpless to change it. She was broken and wounded and tried to conceal the truth of her pain. She tried to ignore the truth of her life, but lacked the motivation to change path. The woman tried to change the conversation with Jesus, thinking if she did not talk about it, the hurt and pain will go away. The pain did not go away, but neither did Jesus. Jesus pursued the woman in gentleness, and in love. He wanted to gain her hope and embrace the gift and purpose he designed her to be. He did not shame or blame her, but helped her realize what she needed could not be found if she remained in the state she was in, the state of lack and brokenness. 
She lacked the hope she could do better. So she just settled. Jesus said, you can do better because I'm here to help. The woman found the help and hope she needed in Jesus and accepted him who offered her real life and real love. This story can be found in the book of John, the fourth chapter. Can you relate to the women at the well? Can you find yourself lacking hope and desiring more than what you currently have, but don't know where to find it? Have you been with many partners that have caused emotional, psychological, physical, and other abuse and still have a need to belong? Have you went from one destructive relationship to another, creating a pattern that seems hopeless to change? If you answer yes to any of these questions, you are on the right place. So many of us are like the Samaritan woman. We try to hide our brokenness and wounds as if Jesus does not see our pain. She tried to ignore the truth that her life was messed up. But don't we all do that? When we refuse to leave the destructive path we are on? Let's not change the conversation Jesus wants to have with us. Let us not ignore the hurt and pain, thinking if we do so, it will go away. The hope is there. We can change our helpless situation into a hopeful one. We can start by creating a healthy support system. God never asked us to do this alone. He personally said, I won't let you down. I won't leave you. That is found in Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter and the 6th verse. Ecclesiastics, the fourth chapter, verses 9 and 10 states, Two people are better than one, but one can help each other succeed. Throughout the Bible, God encourages us to work together, as there is strength in many. If you define support system, it's made up of people who provide support, respect, and care. These are people in your corner and who have your back. They are not there to judge you, but they are there to love you where you are and assist you in getting to where you want to go. They provide feedback and support while respecting you and your decisions. They genuinely have your best interests in mind. However, that can be questionable. Do people really have my best interest in mind? These thoughts haunt and taunt us as we make the decision to stay or leave. Our trust have been shattered and torn by the abuser. We don't know if what we hear is the truth or another lie trying to keep us trapped. However, you might know if you have support. Just think about the people who are around you and who have always been there for you, like your neighbors, 
your friends, co-workers, church members, and family members. Go to these people and be vulnerable. Share your story in pieces at a time to see how they will react. If their reaction is of love and there is no shaming or blaming, then that is a person you might want for support. Share your needs to see how support might look. Maybe one support person could transport your children to and from school. Maybe one could babysit. Maybe one can help with any sports the children might be participating in. Maybe one could prepare meals. Maybe one could take the children to church. Maybe one could just give you a break to process your feelings and your new transition. Ultimately, you need to be patient with your support system and yourself. Both are in a transition. Your transition might be going through the stages of grief that might come when you leave the abuser. Those stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And all those feelings are okay, normal, and are to be expected. Support system, here are some tips for you. Listen, be there, be present. Listen, do not interrupt them. For so long, they were unable to speak as their voice was always told to be silent or it was not heard. Be there, physically be there. They might need a shoulder to cry on, a hand to hold, or someone just to sit with them. Be present. What they have to share might take a while, so clear your schedule as to give them your undivided attention. Look at them when they speak. That reassures them you are listening, and it is vital in their recovery, healing, and in building their hope. They might deny or refuse help in the beginning, but call and check in to see if they need anything. Don't cease to offer if they refuse help because the abused are not used to asking for help as it was a learned behavior from their previous life. Most of all, love them, love them, love them by telling them. We've heard so long names that didn't represent love. Now, you can help them change the course of their life by speaking words of affirmation, which includes saying, I love you. In return, it builds their hope. My friend, this message is for you. God wants to take you in a different direction from where you are. He wants a relationship with you where there are no strings attached. All he asks is that you accept him into your life and give him full control, not the control of the abuser, but a gentle control that will lead to eternal life, peace, and joy. 
I like to end my podcast with words of affirmation. Whenever I find myself doubting how far I can go, I just remind myself how far I have come. I remind myself everything I have faced. I remind myself of the battles I have won. I remind myself of all the fears I have overcome. I believe in myself and I have hope. If you find yourself in an abusive relationship, know someone going through abuse or affected by abuse and domestic violence and want a fresh start, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or Women Against Abuse 1-866-723-3014. These services are available 24 hours a day. For additional resources, to help start your journey of healing, you can visit my Facebook site, Healing Through Words, through is spelled T-H-R-U, or my Instagram, Healing underscore through underscore words. You can also contact me for questions, suggestions, or appointments, or if you would like to be a guest and share your journey of healing, at healing through words org at gmail.com. I like to close by thanking Trey Z for providing my opening music, Last Night Dream. I do not hold the copyrights. Thank you again. God bless you, and I'll see you next Saturday.